Leash Today Talking Sport podcast, brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters. Okay, so it's the 29th of May um, and the inter-county season for Leash footballers and hurlers is over at Alan, you were in a war park today as Leash were knocked out of the Talchin Cup, uh, beaten one thirteen to thirteen points by Westmead. Um, disappointing year, obviously disappointing result. It's given how the year was a sort of such a letdown as a whole. I don't think today was as bad as it got. Oh God, no. Yeah, like the year started off as Spent said here previously quite positively. Go to Barn Cup win run. Uh, to the final win in the first round of the league against Loud um, and then it just fell away and they really really lost their way from there on um, and then five weeks ago they, they shipped five goals against Wicklow um, which which was, was awful and uh, you, you were you wondered I and, was, and, and, I that, really and that was wondered. coming off the back of a huge beating to Longford to be relegated to Division 4 like. so I, I really wondered what was going to happen today I kind of when the team came out there um, on Saturday, I, I looked at it and I was thinking, right, okay, that's that's interesting. There's seven changes. I counted twelve positional switches from the from the Wicklow match. I think only Mark Timmons, Trevor Collins, and Evan O'Carroll started today in their positions that they started against Wicklow. Would that be right? Or Lowry possibly, but that's... did did Owen Lowry play centre forward against Wicklow? Oh, he did, I think. Yeah. But centre yeah, forward most forward, of the year yeah. anyway. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paul Kingston's the centre forward. So, like, the team was completely different. We had um, a championship debut for Danny Bulger, a championship debut for Connor Heffernan, and a championship debut for Kevin Swain, and a starting debut for Sean Green. Three guys, Danny Bulger, the goalkeeper, three fellas just up from the under-20s, three lads who... Um, I, well, Green might have been. He was obviously there for the Wicklow game, but I, I don't think Kevin Swain or Connor Efton no, were don't. part of the least uh-huh. the day they were beaten by Wicklow. So you have fellas there who who had only got I think Leash played challenge matches against Clare and Leitrim, and they played in those matches, but like in terms of experience, very little. Yeah, never even um, the league or anything like. No, no, you had a brand new midfield. You had a brand new centre back. Entirely um, new half back line. Yeah, so so I went into the game kind of. We all intrigued us to see what we were going to see. And it started off, Leash had the wind in the first half and Westmead got the first two points. And you were going, oh, you know, <laughs> here we go. And in fairness, no, Leash got back, got two. Now, how, wait till you see the, the footage of this, how Evan O'Carroll's goal, or shot for a goal in the in the first half didn't didn't go in, I have no idea. I mean, he he uh, did everything right. He read, went around the goalkeeper um, he he shot uh, true on goals and somehow um, the defender got back and flicked it over the line with his feet. It was like, I, I don't know how he did it. And then a couple of minutes later, Evan got in again and it was a tight angle and uh, and he just fired wide. So there were there were two big moments. Like Leash could have had two goals in that period, uh, which would have changed things, you know, considerably for how it worked out. But then, they they went five three down five two down actually, and Kevin Maguire got a straight red card. 19, 19 minutes on the clock. Uh, Westmead were on the attack. Oh, and Lowry was tracking him. And 
when Larry was tracking him and you know you have that thing where you're running after that and, and you're kind of grabbing him and he's trying to get away from you and he uh, Kevin Maguire struck out his arm now you could actually hear the smack in the stand so he now whether he meant to do it well no I, I, I'd be fairly certain he didn't mean to do it but he did it <laughs> and it was right in front of the linesman um, so the play went on oh, Larry was, was in bits on the ground like, and the play went on and then eventually it stopped the linesman came in Kevin Maguire you know that thing where a lad is guilty <laughs> and he went up to the referee and he put his arm around the referee and he was patting him on the back and he was, he was, doing, he was doing everything you know was, the red card came out and after that that was in the 19th minute and between there and the 42nd minute so it was 5-2 at that stage by the time we got to the 42nd minute Leash were leading 10-7 so with the extra man Leash scored 8 points to Westmead's uh, two. Um, before all of that had happened, of course, Westmead got the penalty. Now, again, I, I'm looking forward to seeing the replay of this one because it was it looked it looked dubious enough now to me. I I thought it was a soft penalty, and the Westmead lads that were were in the in the press box beside me also felt it was a bit soft. But um, that's where Sean O'Flynn got booked, and I don't even know what he did. I don't think he did anything to get the yellow card for that. Um, but I'd, I'd have to see it back but uh, that was the, the period in between Leash were really good picked off their scores they were killing Westmead with the extra man on their own kickouts they are pushing right up on them squeezing them in turning them over and they went three points up and, and it looked good and then a Leash kickout went wrong Danny Bulger uh, looked up saw Paul Kingston free on the 45 put the ball down but unfortunately both John Heslin and Sam McCartan saw what was happening and it was like watching a car crash in slow motion because I knew what was going to happen and when he kicked the ball um, towards Paul Kingston Heslin ran and just ran with his body broke it down McCartan got it now he was still on the 45 yeah they showed the goal they showed the goal in the news like there's still a fair bit of work to do he did and he was allowed to travel like all the way from there um, in and I think he got to the 14 before he shot into the bottom corner so that was a disappointing goal to concede. And then to compound matters, Leash lost the, the kick out um, a couple of minutes later and Westmead got through again and Sean O'Flynn fouled his man. Now, he probably thought that your man was through on goal and it was going to be another goal and, and he pulled him back. But it was definitely a yellow card, second yellow. Um, they kicked the free, went to pint ahead. Now, in fairness to Leash, they got back level after that. So it was 14 each now. So it was back to, back to where we were. Leash got back level. Um and then Westmead reeled off a couple of points, went three up. Leash got it back to one with sixty-five minutes on the clock. But they just completely Westmead just completely and utterly saw the game out. They held on to possession for I'd say three minutes unbroken before um the sub four, Robbie Ford maybe. He pointed, put two in it, then Heslin got a free and put three in it. Um Leash went in search of a goal at the end. We had uh, a really bizarre uh, they got a 45 with the last kick of the game and everybody Danny Bulger everybody went into the Westmead uh, penalty area and Owen Lowry was well, hoisted it in and he, he do you know what we often see them the either the kicker either leaves them too short or too long this was perfect because it actually dropped just outside the square because from a free you can't be in the square or, or to be a, a free out so the ball actually dropped just outside the square and a load of hands went up but it was a Westmead one they got to it and fisted away and, and that was the full-time whistle went. So, um, yeah, like, how would you look at it? Probably that four-minute spell ultimately cost them. 
the goal chances, like there was another goal chance I didn't talk about in the second half. Mark Barry played Paul Kingston through one on one with Jason Daly. He made a great save. That was when we were 14 men each that had to go in. You know, it could be a different story again. So Leash will definitely look back at it and say we had the chances to win the game. Um it's an odd one because coming into the game from where we were, you're sort of walking away going, right, we lost. But we didn't lose terribly. We were yeah. beaten by three and we could have won the game. So you're sort of happy, even though you shouldn't be happy. It's it's a, yeah. an odd one. You see, it, 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 it's relative to where expectations were. And like the, the, yeah. the, the last couple of league performances, with the exception of the Wicklow game um, down in Wicklow, the last couple of league for like we're, we're all disappointed. It was disappointing to lose to um to Limerick a couple of late scores. It was disappointing to draw with Antrim. The Wicklow game was sort of out in its own in the league, was they had a good win. Then they were absolutely dreadful against Longford. They had got relegated to division four. Then the championship game against Wicklow was just a complete like shambles. Like, you know, it was absolutely awful. And um and it kept going to the end that day, but there were 16 points down at one stage. They conceded 5-15. It could have been more. It was just it was just chaotic stuff. So relative to all of that, today's performance, a sort of a younger-looking team, remolded team, and the performance was far better. Like, it was their best performance, I'd say, okay, best performance since the Wicklow game in the league. And probably going back to the O'Byrne Cup or the first day out against Loud was probably their best performance since. So in that context, yeah, oh, and like given given where expectations were, um, you know, and then it's it's like it is better, isn't it? That like like last year, Leeds were bet by sixteen points by Westmead in the championship in Tullamore it was three twenty to one ten. Like today, they were lobbing in a forty five in the last minute trying to to nick a draw. Like it was uh, it's disappointing to lose in Westmead aren't hectic by any means. But the, by the sounds of it, and I, I I couldn't make it today, but by the sounds of it, they restored a bit of pride. Yeah, I think so. And like it was it was interesting to see the performances of, of certain players. Like, okay, Danny Bulger, you can say that kick out went wrong on him. He other than that, he was flawless. There was one high ball he came for, fisted it out, his kickouts lost a couple in the first half. Other than that, didn't lose any. The penalty save was outstanding. You wouldn't see it in the Premier League. It was Heslin was going right for the top corner and Bulger read it, clawed it away. Sean Green was on Ron O'Toole. I have watched Ron O'Toole cause us chaos for the last two, three years. He kicked a point off him. Anytime he got the ball, Green either took it off him or forced him backwards. Um, he, like, he wouldn't want to be getting carried away, obviously, but he does look like a proper defender. It's somebody that you can say, right, well, he is 20 years of age, 19, whatever he is, he's going to be around, hopefully, for, for the next decade or so and could be a very, very good player for us. Uh, Connor Heffernan in front of him, We'd have to get onto our collection friends to find out, but I wonder has Connor Heffernan played double figures of championship matches at adult level yet? I doubt should he has. I doubt. Should he? Oh, should, should, should he? Should last year was his first year to play adult football because he was only his first year out of minor, so he probably played a couple of league games last year and a couple of championship games, a couple of league games this year, and he's under twenty again next year. Yeah, because he missed all of the under twenty development league because he was injured. So he's, he's only competitive under 20 matches against Kildare. Um, and he was excellent that night. And he didn't put a foot wrong. He was really good again at, at wing back. But in front of him, to me, probably man of the match was Kevin Swain. He, the amount of ball he turned over in the first half, kickouts, aggressively running forward, running back, 
he was unlucky. I'd love to get a, a, a camera angle. He had a shot in the first half. He was convinced it was over the bar. Um, the the linesman was was called in, but he didn't change the the umpire. Like Hawkeye in Port Leash. So yeah, we've got no scores. Yeah. Sure, he's got like there's been well, Hawkeye's nearly ten years in Croke Park. Like, surely now it can be down in Port Leash. I think we'll have to start the campaign. But like he he was for a fella again, like who was making his debut, didn't look out of place at all. It'd be great help to the referees. Panel. It'd be great help to the referees to have Hawkeye. They wouldn't need to have umpires at all. Oh yeah, you could just look at <laughs> on the watch. Yeah, like the Premier League referees. Put one let up in the stand. Put one let up in the stand. Yeah. Wouldn't need umpires at all. They're sure they're, referees, their hearts are broke looking for umpires. <laughs> <laughs> of course they need them they need them to tell them if there's a square ball or if uh if there's a bit of off the ball play or anything. Sorry, because yeah, they do right. need them, but <laughs> need them for that anyway. Yeah. Might be easier to get them now that they don't have to worry about the scores. No, you have to watch what's going on in front of him. Um, yeah, so no, anyway, Connor, it, Connor, Heffern, or, sorry, Connor Heffern and Kevin Swain are in for high praise. Is Kevin Swain, Tom Green, yeah, Kevin yeah. Swain under 20 again next year as well, or is he no, no, no himself, and, himself and Sean are, are finished now, but but Connor, um, is there again next year. Ben Dempsey was on the panel, is there again next year. Oshin Hooney, who was on the bench today. He's under twenty next year. Um, so and so is Connor Brown. So like, there's 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 plenty of lads that are very young, that are in there around around the team, wouldn't be far away. Um, and then fellas, have mentioned it. And, and, put and them you were disappointed that Kevin Swain was taken off. Yeah, it was. No, he he got a he got a bang, um, in the middle of the field. He he didn't he wasn't even in possession, and the ball was popped over his head, and two Westmeath lads just crunched him, and he was down on the on getting attention on his ankle. Um, but he got up and played on, and whether that was a factor in him coming off, he came off about two or three minutes after that. Whether that was it, I don't know. But I was surprised to see him come off because I thought he was brilliant throughout the game. Um, yeah, uh, and you were saying Mark Barry was quite good, Evan O'Carroll was quite good, and Donny Kingston was quite good on his first. Like he hasn't played in a year for this. Exactly, he's played like barely any football at all, really. Like I mean, he he played for Clean Championship last year. His first game this year was about what. Four weeks ago, for Arle- against Arsenal Cruz in the in the league, um, then he played two dare challenge I say matches. It, dare I say it? Today would have been a fair step up on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like so, you know, to come from where he did and to get sixty, I think he played for sixty three minutes or sixty five minutes or something like that. Like, um, and he was he started off in the full forward position, and then against the win in the second half, he was out around midfield, winning kickouts, winning breaks. Um, trying to get the ball inside, setting up scores. Um, you know, as I said, for for a fellow who hadn't played for so long, he, he gave a very good performance, and um, you know, hopefully he can have an injury for a year next year because he definitely has loads to offer. Still, there's no question. Um, saying next year, what what like the year as a whole was very disappointing. Like, you know, as I said like hammered by, by Wicklow and the Leicester Championship, relegated from Division Three, like beaten by. Longford and Wicklow, beaten, you know, hammered that day in the Burn Cup. We talked about the positive of Burn Cup. The year started with they conceded six goals to to Wexford down in Shelmaliers. I, I was down there myself that day back in early January, and then knocked out with a Talchon Cup by Westmead. So like, the year as a whole was disappointing. And like, now I liked the shape of the team today. I nearly would have liked some of these changes. That that sort of shape to the team earlier in the year. Like, did the management deserve a bit of criticism for that? That like. They nearly sort of made like some of the things were a bit apparent that should have been done 
and they weren't done until like, they were relegated from Division 3 and hammered by Wicklow. Like, what, what's the... I suppose... Like, do the, do the management deserve a bit of criticism for not identifying these issues before now? Yeah, well, I sort of put that to, to Billy Sheen in the interview afterwards and, and he said that, like, well, um, Sean Green... Uh, Kevin Swain and Conor Heffernan, for example, weren't available to him because they were with the under twenties, and obviously, if, if he had taken them, um, they wouldn't have been able to play at that grade. So that was sort of to sort of his answer, you know, as to how they then became available subsequently. Um, yeah, of course, sure. hindsight's twenty twenty. Like you're you're able to you're able to see these things, and I've no doubt. Like that was a new management team, um, with the exception, like obviously Billy Sheen and Jerry McGill both have been in coaching roles with, with inter-county setups. But like in terms of management, they're inexperienced. I'd say they learned an awful lot in the last six months. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what happens now over the coming weeks with, you know, meetings with the county board and, and whatever um, decisions will be made and what, what they decide to do, whether they, you know, it's a bit like, you know, we talk about cheddar and the horrors, like we don't know. There's got to be, I think, in a normal year, like you'd be knocked out in July maybe. Her club championship would be started in August, and they're trying to be a, a clamor for management to be decided upon. There's more space now. Like you have June, July, and the end of July is when the club championships will start here. So you've about eight weeks or whatever it is. So um there's probably more space now for county board and, and the management teams to decide what they want to do. Like, am I right in saying that when they gave the job to Billy Sheen that it was a two-year deal? That right, I think I even heard something like these deals are like, they're, they're, of course, yeah. they're not even written on paper, so you can't even say the word paper they're written on. I think it was it was a three year thing with a review after two years. So like now again, yeah. if if the management decided that, that was it, they were going, that would be. I think once they rolled out that Wicklow game, once there wasn't a resignation in the dressing room the day after the Wicklow game, I think the graph is possibly on the way back up again. Now it mightn't be on a sharp increase by any means, but I think like it was been it was a, it was a bad year. And the relegation from the what annoyed me or so what I found hard to take was that relegation from the league was achieved without really blooding that many new players. Um, it was nearly the worst of both worlds. But they introduced a good few new players today, and they did introduce a few like Alex Moan, Dylan Kavna, Danny Bulger, Matthew Byron. They were all new players that came in this year. Like compared to the the second Mike Quirk year, there was a good few new players introduced. Um, and like changing managers, like going back, they're just going back to square one. I'd rather the current management learned from this year. You know, they're, they're, as you said, they've learned an amount from this year. Going back to square one and starting with a new management team is is absolutely not. There is no progress to be got from that. And I do think, I do think, like Division Four next year, like it didn't surprise me massively that it got relegated from Division Three. You wouldn't really like to see it happening, but we weren't. You know, at least we we know that the the. the like there was a lot of guys refused going into the panel. I'd like to see a lot more of the under twenties coming into it, the panel over next year. The vision four will be a little bit more forgiving. Um, I would like to see a couple of more of the Port Arlington players coming into the panel. I think they should that should be revisited. Um, and you know, I, I, I don't, I don't, maybe even like a it, it like would it be worth sort of considering a Port Arlington addition to the management team? Like I know that's sort of an old school type approach, but um. Port Harrington are the back-to-back county champions. They're by far the best team in the county. I think they're sort of, you know, they, they, they fully need to be to be brought on board. And that hasn't been the case. And that, I wouldn't really blame the management for that. Like, they're coming off two very tough years. Like, 
there was no Kilmacook Croke players on the Dublin team that won the Leinster final yesterday. You know, no, like, no, to, to, it, is, it is mad, isn't it? Like, no Kilkool I mean, last playing for Down. Now, like, Down are going crap, but Dublin are going well, and there's no Kil- they used 20 players yesterday, and not one Kilmacool Croke's player. And like Lee Shad, Paddy O'Sullivan there today, and he was the only Port Harrington player that played because Alex Moan didn't get on and they're repented his injury. Um, that's it. Like, so no, like, and like they're what are they 15 points currently? No, but that may change. But they're currently, if what did they win the final by? Was it 15 points against Port like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so no, they're currently that better than everyone else. Um, so like, look, yeah, there, there's definitely there's definitely scope to, to get in um, additional bodies to, to help the thing. I think. Uh, going away from there today, I was thinking to myself, if everybody who uh, pled today commits again next year and we add in five or six or seven more fellas, we, we, we won't be that far away because like, I looked at that Talton Cup today, Carlo beating Tipperary. Um, so if Leach had to win today, they would have either playing Carlo, Offaly or New York. If you win that, then you're into a semi-final. You could get Leitrim. Like, do you know? I, I don't mean to be disingenuous again, like, yeah, to, these, yeah, yeah. to these counties, but like, there is nobody that would should scare you. Like Westmeath are the second favourites for it, and they're yeah. not a whole lot better than we are. Yeah. So, um, it it just goes to show. Next year, Leash should be in Division Four. They'll have a proper Talton Cup with group stages, so they're going to get more matches. <laughs> Maybe I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, but we'll we'll see anyway. But like, you're looking at it next year that, um. There's all of a sudden things become more achievable get, for, for lads. Might get to go to London again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> London, London yeah. was the making of them the last time. <laughs> it, was, it was, and they only barely won over there too. I remember that. One stage yeah. we thought they were going to win, we were going, oh God. So yeah, no, no, definitely London London trip again. I'm going to London this time. I hope to God they're winning. Let's start looking up the Premiership fixtures for that weekend. I'd like to take in old match as well. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, so definitely that's, be entitled to the week over there. Yeah, we'll, we'll let you have that. <laughs> would, it, would it tie in with Cheltenham or something? Although I wouldn't be able for Cheltenham anymore, it'd be too hectic for me. Cheltenham, Cheltenham's probably too late for it now, is it? Probably nearly is too late for the National League. I might be towards the end of it. Make a full week of end, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 East <laughs> London Premiership match. Cheltenham and then maybe Ireland and Wales and Six Nations or something. Like Jesus, you have it well mapped out for yourself. <laughs> don't think so. Don't think so. Uh, I want to give a mention to Colin Begley, who announced his retirement over the weekend. Now we all sort of knew that Colin had retired at the start of the year. He hadn't committed, but he hadn't. He hadn't officially announced his retirement, and he did it in an interview with the GPA podcast. Who he works for the GPA. Um, just want to pay a tribute to, to an incredible servant for these GA. He made his debut for the seniors in two thousand and five. He Spent four years in Australia, and I think what did we have in the piece that he's in the joint sixth most appearances for Leash alongside the great Pat Brophy, the late great Pat Brophy. And I think it's only Mick Lawler, Ross Munley, Pauly Clancy, John O'Loughlin, and Fergal Byron are ahead of him on the list of appearances. And like he was, I remember him coming onto the scene first of all, he was on the minor team at 17 year old, he was a year young, and he was centre back on the team that won him. Such the All Ireland in 2003. Such an athletic, versatile, dynamic type of player. So good on the ball. Um, and like he went straight into the Leafs senior team. The Mick O'Dwyer Leafs senior team, straight out of minor. Um, I actually remember his first league campaign. He, he was played full-back, which was... Uh, Leafs had a little bit of an issue back at the full-back and they tried everyone. And Colin, I'd never I'd played at underage, county level anyway, at full-back. And he was put back in at full-back, I think. 
he by the time the championship came around, he was he was wing back himself and Porrick McMahon were either side of Tom Kelly. That was the half back line in 05. And then he went to Australia. Like he he, he was handpicked, go to Australia and spent three years with the Brisbane Lions and one year with St. Kilda. He didn't make it to the extent that Zach too he made it, but he still played a good few senior games with with with, with Brisbane. Um and came home then and went straight back into it and has more or less been never present since. So like he didn't play for Leash under Liam Cairns, but he played under Mick O'Dwyer, Sean Dempsey, Justin McNulty, Tomasa Flaherty, Mick Lillis, Peter Creedon, John Sugru, Mike Cork. <laughs> it's been there, uh, you know, and um, he's still playing with Stradbury, obviously. So he, he can look back and like, I don't think he could have put more, much more into, into at Leash. And, um, you know, more power to him. He's an example to, 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 to younger players coming through and he played his, his time with Leash stretches to 15, 16 years. I know you take out four years in, in the middle, four years, three or four years in the middle, but uh, yeah, no, I can only wish him the best in retirement and he said, he said he's still playing with Stradbally, two championships with Stradbally and, uh, you know, we may have more retirements because a lot of guys have that vintage on, on the panel at the moment, but uh, best wishes to Callum Begley. Um, in his retirement. Anyway, the that, that's all the football the, that that particular match. Ladies, I watched ladies against Sligo today. They absolutely hammered them. First round of the intermediate championship up in the Eastern Harps Club in uh, Sligo. God, it was side of a mountain to play match was on. Like it was uh, like these are the things that they're trying to improve in the ladies game and it's the presentation of them. And I'm sure it was a nice club ground and all that. Like, but it doesn't look great on the live stream and like the mountain one side of it. And it was some type of God knows what was behind the goals on the other end, like and uh, but they absolutely hammered Sligo. They really just any time they play Sligo, they absolutely destroyed them. Six six twenty three to eight points. Um, and uh, Emma Lawler got two goals. Aaron Fitzpatrick got two goals. Mo Nerney got one goal, and Eva Galvin got a goal. They used all five subs, um, and they're essentially two to an in the quarter final. Uh, Sligo are very bad. Um, what what uh, I'm delighted with is. That um in all the other games while they've scored like that they've been letting in an awful lot down the other end so I'm delighted to see that the they kept the kept the goals out this time as well as as well as putting up a big score yeah I know fair it was it was a great win big score the play Tyrone next will be like Tyrone won were relegated from senior last year they were the Ulster intermediate champions Tyrone I think were Tyrone in Division Two with the same group as Leash but they're on the other side of it because it was split north and south. Um, Tron will be a hell of a lot better. I'd say Sligo are probably one of the weaker teams in the in the championship. Like they were the third based Connacht team, and they were actually the fourth team that played in the Connacht championship because Clare played in the Connacht championship because there was no other Munster team. So Clare, Sligo, Roscommon were all ahead of, or Clare, Roscommon, and Leitrim were all ahead of uh, Sligo and Connacht. So they're probably and like they were the third seed in Leash's group essentially. So they are weak. They play Ross, they play Tyrone next and then Leeds play Tyrone in two weeks' time. I assume that one will be in O'More Park. Um Yeah, it's at home anyway. Yeah, they're definitely at home. And if they win, they will uh, sorry, they're, they're, regardless of win or lose, they're, they're, the top two come out of the group and they'll be up against the teams could well come up against Wexford again. Um Wexford only barely beat Offley today, and I think in the same group, Wicklow and Leitrim. Wicklow beat Leitrim and Leitrim were the Connacht champions. And Wicklow wouldn't be wonderful. So Topping the group and avoiding Wexford might be um might be no, an advantage. Yeah. And I just see like yeah. Kildare won the Leinster Intermediate and they were beaten by Longford today. Yeah, that's Longford, a mad result. And, and Longford were the third ranked team in that group. So mm. Kildare play Roscommon now next, and if they lose that, they're gone. Jesus. That's <laughs> mad, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so, so I know the ladies they'll be delighted to get that big win. Do you know uh, like a 
nice away game there's on the two weeks now as well. I'm sure morale will be good coming back. Um, you know, having lost to having lost to Wexford a couple of weeks ago in the Leinster semi final. Nice a nice bus road trip like that to win so well. Um, you know, sure to hope they had a little stop off on the way home somewhere for a few drinks or something and can enjoy it because the two weeks uh, and and they played played Tyrone. Uh, in two weeks, um, so that was a good win for him. Minor hurlers, just that was a right good game yesterday, wasn't it? God, it was. Yeah, it was a good game. Um, I I got talking afterwards to the the great Cyril Far- Cyril Farrell. What be Jenny? Um, yeah, <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was coming out of the press box after the game, and he was doing commentary for um, must have been God, God maybe. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um and uh, I just I just said to him I said you know what, what class the Galway team is that and he said ah he said you know we we think highly enough from their their they're a decent outfit and uh, God he he said he was fierce impressed by Leash um he said oh, they were they weren't forced not to not to get something out of the game and and they were um I agree with him and I he said like you know it's 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 great to see um you know a county like like Leash who you know wouldn't have the, the greatest record but yeah or whatever. Um, being able to really, really put it up to to an established county and like, um, no, the, the word like after after the minor, I I felt that they let themselves down a bit in the minor final. That you know, I think the occasion probably got to some of them, and you know, it was it was it was difficult because they're definitely better than what they showed. Um, so this was a good game for them. That it was a kind of a free shot because they knew we were going to have Claire this coming week anyway. So it's it sort of the pressure was off them, and um. They they hurled really well. Like the the three lads at the back, Bobby Murphy, Kieran Flynn, and Joseph Fitzpatrick. Joe Pearson. Joe jo, jo, Pearson. Joe Pearson was brilliant. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Like in one on one situations, you never fear that they're going to yeah. be beaten. You you just expect them to win the ball. It's yeah. it's, and they're, it's they're very it's good in position in that. Like and and Flynn is yeah. probably the most experienced of the three. But Pearson and Bobby Murphy and the sideline coach. I think we mentioned them before. Like I remember seeing Bobby Murphy playing coming to Munster football final a couple of years ago, and he was kicking freeze off the ground, and he was class at them. I don't know, does he still play yeah. the football because like he looked the real. Oh, he does, deep, yeah. Real so he was himself and himself and Kieran Flynn played for the Kilkenny District League in oh. the. Kennedy Cup. Cup and they also were playing League of Ireland for Carlo Kilkenny for, for a couple of years as well like so they're just Great incredibly sports, talented young yeah, lads like yeah, yeah, yeah exactly and, 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 and they're here but like they changed a couple of things around so obviously they lost Liam Kirby through injury Owen Murphy came in and was absolutely brilliant at another lad from the like he, <laughs> another lad from the Harps like he he was literally the architect for a lot of the good things that they did the ball stuck with him on the half hour line the whole time when he was getting it inside he um he was playing Celtic Challenge a couple of weeks ago like he that, like he was first appearance was in the minor final as a sub and then he started this game he was brilliant um the other change was that uh, Rory Kelly came into the middle of the field for Andrew McDonough and he worked like an absolute dog running around the place tackling tracking um doing all the really, really hard work that probably doesn't get seen by a lot of the time. But they adapted it in the game an awful lot. So Thomas Brennan uh, moved up into half forward. Sometimes he was even in corner forward, got a point in the first half. Then a short time into the second half, they moved Tom Cuddy in full forward. And he was centre back. Like So they were they were very adaptable and they probably caught Galway a small bit with some of the things they did. Jer Quinlan was unplayable. Jer Quinlan, unreal. Yeah, isn't it so good to see a leash player 
causing all sorts of problems for an established county. Like, he'd be so proud of them, like, and so proud of him, like, there he was, like, you can see the Galway lads hounding around him, like, they're just born able from 1-5 from play. And, like, he was obviously brilliant in the Wexford and Kilkenny matches and then probably was didn't get a huge amount of possession against Offaly. And it was a completely different occasion. Like, there wasn't 12,500 there the other day. But, like, God, it, it was so great to see a leash player, like, leading the line so well against... And, like, maybe this is an inferiority complex on behalf of Leash, like, to even think like that. It is. Yeah, no, it, it is. is. It is. It is. Yeah, it but, is. But it is it great is. to it see does. a Leash that going to toe-to-toe, like... Um, and, and you know, they were beaten by three points and scrap scrambling goal efforts towards the end and um, like Bobby Murphy like did it, hit, did it hit off the crossbar the Galway lads were given out that it hit the crossbar and went out it shouldn't have been a four, or 65 at the end that goal chance he had it like Mark Downey came on and was absolutely brilliant that run he made for one of the points and then he scored he's a goal he's only 15 <laughs> another from he's the Harps 15 another from the Harps yeah, yeah. Um, like he, he's he's some bit of stuff when he came on scored the goal that um I know, and I don't like you know the way we we say. It, I, want, I was thinking about how I'd say this in our journal week, but you know the way like we we talk about performances of different lads or whatever. Um, and and I'm not going to be saying like that, but I would say referee Thomas Gleeson would be disappointed with his performance if he looked back um at the game. There was a number of things um that went against Leash that the decisions he made. There was one stage Joe Quinlan was running through when he was fouled, and he actually gave a free out. There was another stage a couple of minutes later, Tom Cuddy went for a high ball, was shoved in the back. He waved play on, and 10 seconds later, the ball went down to the other end, and a Galway player had the very same thing done to him, and he gave a free in. And the At the end then, Bobby Murphy was charging forward, and he was tackled, and he gave him for charging, and there was no way he charged. And he actually, Bobby Murphy laid the ball off to Jerk Quinn, and now he fired it over the bar, he was going for the goal. But can you imagine if that went in, like it would have been war. Um, there was there was a load of little instances like that, and in a tight game, like sure they make make all the difference. Um, and like it Got definitely, really, yeah. I really hope to stick it to Clare now next week. That's down in Ennis next Saturday. I think it's Curtain Razor to me, Clare All Ireland football qualifier game. Um, in Ennis oh, next Saturday, yeah. Um, yeah, it's on. Really, it's like, on at one o'clock. I think it's on one o'clock next Saturday. Is, is it as early as that? Okay, yeah. Well, that, that's mm. a big game. Like Leash win that and have an All Ireland semi final in Croke Park against Tipperary. This will be what we're not great at the counting. This will be would it, de- would it definitely be would it definitely be temporary? It will because Galway will play. See, if I'd repeat fixtures, if possible, so and it will be possible because, um, yeah, no, that, so so like if if Galway will be playing awfully then, and if like if it's Clare that go through, then Galway would be playing Tipperary and Clare would be playing awfully. I'm like, they're, like as as my friend Sarah Parr. Was at the was at the was at the Clare game as well, and he said like you know Leash are well fit to beat them, but he said the only thing he said to me was that um, Galway won that twenty five points to nine, but with ten minutes to go, there was five points in it, okay. so you know they, they ran away with it. Ah, in the yeah, last, yeah, like I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be a response in Clare, and they're at home, and yeah. hurling in Clare is on a high because they have the Munster final next Sunday, so like yeah, yeah like I wouldn't, you know, I. I think Leash should have a chance, absolutely should have a chance, but I wouldn't be reading too much into it that Galway hammered. Clare and then only square by Leash that Leash will beat Clare like I don't think it's as straightforward as that but got to be great to see them go down to Ennis beat Clare and then go and play Tipperary for a shot to like get to the final <laughs> don't believe you know and like they're, they're they're a group of fellas who have a game plan and to a man they stick to it you know there's nobody going off doing their own thing I thought Owen Cody was Captain Owen Cody was very good the other day yeah excellent yeah, excellent. yeah. 
Um, but but not been quite enough, maybe in the minor final for his own standards. He was actually taken off. But I thought he was excellent. I sure he set up the the goal. Well, I know Thomas Brennan get the pass, but he won the ball in the first place for the goal for for Mark Downey at the end. Um, you know, I know he he really really showed how good he is. But yeah. they all at different stages, different players have stepped up. Like I remember against Kenny Cormac Hogan was was unbelievable. At uh, the consistent, I think throughout the whole year has been the fullback line, and and they've given them the platform to do what they've done and get as far as they are. And you know it would be fantastic to get to another early semi final if they can beat Clare um, next Saturday. Would be brilliant. Like another scalp against a big county, but like they've beaten Wexford, they've beaten Kilkenny. Like on paper, what's the fear against Clare? You know, like, so exactly. I, and I know I know it doesn't. It, it's not as straightforward as that. Like, but if a Dublin or someone who's a little bit higher up the pecking order than Leash had beaten Kilkenny and Wexford and run Galway to three points. You know they'd be given a chance against Clare. You know, so yes. Mogi were beaten by Kerry yesterday, so they're after losing, suffering two losses now in a row. Hard to start with two away games, but I'd say their 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 chances of getting through are are not gone, but they're fairly slim. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll probably have to win all the remaining games. Now they do have a good chunk of them at home, um. So yeah, but they they were that Kerry game. There wasn't a whole lot between them when they played one another earlier in the league, so they they would have been hoping to probably win that. So six point defeat is is disappointing, but they're not gone, and they do have I think it's about four, at least four more games, three or four more games yeah, three anyway, to come. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. if they won them all, they might be in with a chance, but it is a slim one. Yeah. All right. Look, we're back to well, the minor hurlers are out next week, and we're back to the club game is going to be starting again this week. I know that the hurling league, club hurling league, is going ahead, and we're they're, they're getting through that fair league taking place. That goes down to semi finals, I believe, Division One, One B, and that looks. Um, there was big games there at scene, and um, Cameron and Rathdown early involved in an absolute thriller. Um, Mossy Keys got a goal with the last puck of the game to draw it. That's two um, draws in a row for Cameron. Yeah, Balakollar were in a thriller with Abbey Leagues. Ender Rowland scored two goals, five goals in two <laughs> matches he has now. Um, uh, Abbey Leagues embarked on a big comeback. They were 10 points down, lost by one in the end. So, like, Abbey Leagues are going well. For a team of Premier Intermediate, like, they've got five points in the league. They're not out of it for a semi-final place, but probably unlikely. It does look like it's going to be the top four, the big four. Balakollar are going to top it, I'd say. Um, and Cameras, Cameras. Boris and Rathdowney yeah. look like they're going to they're going to take the semi-final. Castletown had a big win over Rosen Alice today, I think. Do Rosen and the Harps have to play each other, I think. That'll decide relegation, yeah. Relegation, yeah. Look, we're nearly out of time, so we'll leave it at that. Over and out. Good luck, God bless, goodbye. The Leash Today Talking Sport Podcast. Brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters.